when we get to Avashar, I would very much like you to have a look at the library. As an aside, we don't have any money. Yeah, I've got the money sorted in Avashar. I've got a shit ton. The ghost sails into the harbour of Avashar. And it's unlike any of the other cities in the Western Kingdom. The main city is shaped like this great white bowl. What I was thinking, Tristan, is if you can go and buy a scroll of reaching and return one to the ship, then that would be really useful. Your argument of me being the rich guy makes sense, so I'll go and buy the scroll. When you get in, the big water course through the city is dry, which it never is. When you open the door, it's been completely gutted by fire. Brilliant. Oh, I'm just glad that I stored all of the money that I made from this place in a different location. Obviously, there's a lot of money tied up in the insurance process right now. Suffice it to say, sir, you'll be fine as long as you don't need any ready cash in the short term. That's fine, because it's all safely in the bank. You are considered a person of interest while the investigation onto the fire is ongoing. Your funds have been put on hold for the time being. Right, well, I'm going to have to do a little bit of sing-songing then. Tell me, have you had many visitors, Rick? There are visitors we have had, but there is a visitor perhaps we have not. The box contains some nondescript robes and a single dusty holy symbol that looks like it hasn't moved for a long time. Take the dusty robes out and don them. I'll ask uh, the guy if he's got a change of clothes for me. It's a bit like your potato sack robes, but it's in white, which is more the local colour. I'm going to rip the sleeves off. Uh, sun's out, gun's out. They will sell you a scroll of reaching for 100 gold. Do you accept schmeckles? I would accept a 1,000 schmeckles. I've got 11. I'm going to put on a, a show tonight, so I'm going to start spreading the word, because that will A, help clear my name, B, get us a shit ton of cash, and C, get us enough money to buy this scroll, and then when we go back to Percy, we won't have just dicked around. There is no way you can put together a gig by the end of the day and make that much money. was all pretty cryptic us meeting your mate who was even more cryptic than you were about him i don't really understand what any of that was Uh, am i going to get any clear explanation or should i just uh accept that we've got changed and now we're lads on tour (laughs) (laughs) um do you know what bambi yes you're right it's Probably time I filled you in on a few things, um, and it's probably also time that we give the opportunity to uh, to grow up a, a little and understand what you invested in. Let's get to the Antikythera, um, and it will be a little bit easier to explain. Is there a big signpost saying, Hi Banbury, my name's <laughs> Percy. I brought you here because, fun shits and giggles, I'm going to sacrifice you at the top of an Antikythera. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, no, this isn't. This isn't the holiday I wanted in the sunshine. (laughs) Come on in. Up we go. Okay. As you come to this side of town, you've basically, you have morning side on one side, evening side on the other. There's a dried up waterway through the middle. And on what would be an island in the centre is the Temple of Asterope. Well, it's the Temple of the Seven, but it is the heart of Asterope's order. And it has this great star decoration on the top and the roof is patterned with shining metallic tiles and you pass that and in front of you is this great double stairway that leads up to a flat stone square and you climb those stairs and on the in the square there's a lot of market stalls set up people selling different things and then there's a second set of stairs that take you up to the top platform at the very front of the city As you reach there, Banbury, you can see a huge device of some description. It's like a great frame of discs and lines, and it's slowly, slowly rotating. 
very gradually, almost imperceptible, but if you look at it and you look away and you look back, it's moved slightly. It's in a slightly different position. And there are wheels and wheels within it, and they're all moving at slightly different rates. As you come up to it, there's a little fence around it and a small sign saying the Antikythera or Weltenstern and a small explanation that it was built in the distant past and is now mostly noted as a tourist attraction which visitors to Arishar enjoy having their portraits sketched with. <laughs> its original purpose is long since forgotten. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to turn to Percy and be like, well... No, I don't feel I am actually any more clued up having read this uh, this time. What? I'm going to toss a gold to a portrait sketcher. <laughs> Just hold on there for a moment. So Banbury will sit and have a sketch done. And uh, yeah, well. Meanwhile, how's your preparations going, Enigma? Um, I'm doing really well. Yep, yep. Spread the words. Yep. Have you been up to the area you're going to use as a stage? I should probably do that. I mean, I'm mostly kind of doing... Yeah. The, I didn't know I was preparing a stage as well. I should probably go to the stage then. Check all the uh, acoustics, that kind of thing. Uh, well, I don't know if you were. The area that Tristan seems to have marked out for a stage is like completely covered in market stalls and things. It's more like a marketplace than a big open air space right now. Right. Is that a permanent market? But they close down at night time. It's a market that can be taken down. If there was a large sporting event, it would definitely be taken down. How much charisma do we have between us? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I mean... Let's both roll and see what we get. <laughs> I don't think we're... We're running around the market basically saying, look, guys, for one night only, big gig, and I've told them that I'm going to try and bring a certain Otello de Lutz out of hiding. Now, I've got a, I've got an idea. They say what? From the Minstrel's Haven down in town? Yes. Well, he likes his place, though. Yes, but I think he'll appreciate what we're putting on tonight. You're playing here? Yes. On the roof. Have you got the paperwork? Yeah, we're going to be playing on the roof. The, the roof? The rim. This is Tristan's rimming tour. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a Tristan's but, Big Rim. This is the game called Tristan and Nicholas. <laughs> Don't rim. get me involved. <laughs> the market proprietor says, You you are involved though. You're clearly associated with uh <sighs> Mr. Wilde here. Take a bow and I'm losing faith in the Waynesville 2 scenario. <laughs> Doesn't matter though. Well, if we weren't presented with so Fuck many them. so many hurdles, it would be fine. And we'll <laughs> like, my nose has been fixed now, hasn't it, after the nose job? No, people keep looking at your nose. It's just saliva, I'm gonna wipe it off. <laughs> I literally went to get the nose job done. You're probably not used to it because you're used to people looking at you with that slightly admiring look. Mm. And now their look is more pitying or Slightly horrified, like that horrified fascination when you know you shouldn't look at someone's horrifyingly broken nose, but it's really hard not to. Well, it's going to be three bards, so the gig's going to be called Three Noses uh, and One Rim. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're playing on the rim, obviously. Three noses and four rims. <laughs> How high is the rim? Because I'm wondering, I'm wondering about acoustics now. We've got to think about acoustics. Yeah, I'll use magic. Okay. I'll boost us with magic, don't worry. Okay. Yeah, I, it is quite high, so being loud enough to be heard, you do have to wake the volume. But Tristan is the bard. That's true. Yeah. He ain't just any bard. He's not just a regular minstrel or singer or something. In which song, case, so I'm on board. Maybe he can yeah. do it. I'm going to just. Yeah, I'm going to give yes. a high five. We don't need no paperwork. We live on the edge. Yeah. And play on the edge. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Are you going to so you're going to sing from here, right on the edge of the uh, square? Going to do the gig, casting right your here. voices out across the city. In fact, that's how we're going to advertise it. Yeah, across the city, right now. Did you? Where did you ping on the map? Right on the front of the pla platform there. Well, I was thinking more like up where or that... on the higher one. Oh wait, no, on the Antikythera platform. I meant on the freaking wall, Mother Nature. On the wall, actually, on the wall. You ping at the very base <laughs> of the mountain. 
That's the one. That's where we're playing. Okay. Okay. On the freaking wall. It's going to be called the freaking wall tour. <laughs> well, you do know a song about a wall. Yes. So I guess you probably at some point run past Percy and Pembry who are having their portraits sketched in front of this big mechanism. <laughs> So, and at that point, the camera switches back to Percy and Banbury. <laughs> well, it's much clearer now. I understand why we've made this big journey. I understand that you did have a plan. And I was surprised about that watermelon. Good. I'm glad I didn't have to explain it in detail. Okay. The camera switches back to <laughs> Well, thank goodness this gig's all together and no problems have happened. Yeah, we've got all the perfect forms. The marketeers have agreed to shut down their stores early. <laughs> the local council has given us the papers and we've worked up a route up. The crowds are beginning to swell and look at them with so much yeah. gold in their pockets. Yeah, and we've worked out a route to the uh, roof. I've put some safety harnesses at the back that can't be seen. <laughs> and uh, Lin's Bonesque is muttering to himself in the corner about it not being as good as anything he's performed. And me, Oprah, and Otello are just having a whale of a time. The end. <laughs> well, all right. So let let's break this down a bit. <laughs> you you got the afternoon really to get this together. I cannot put gigs together in an afternoon. So on your to do list, you have those things. You have to get up onto the wall, which will probably need uh, permission from the guard. Okay, I and would. Let's just talk him into so, it. So we can charisma this out. Okay, so you go into like the provincial's office, yep. mm-hmm. uh, the administrative yep. tower. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. You meet someone there. There's like a desk where they're answering people's questions. Most of the questions are about water. And by the time you get to the front of the queue, they seem quite relieved when it becomes clear you're not asking about water. What a surprise! So you get to you get to the front, and uh, there's a kind of gentleman in late middle aged. He's got various scrolls to hand, and a couple more in his belt and a quill. And as you come up, he kind of looks at you with his sharp eyes, and he says, "How can I help you?" Um, hold on, Enigma. Maybe we can ask him if he's got a scroll of reaching we can have, <laughs> and then all of this is completely redundant. I don't think they just carry those around. Anyway. Okay. Sir, you look like the kind of man who wants to be part of history. And this is your chance. Thank you. This is your chance chance to become part of the greatest musical extravaganza ever known. No, no, no. (laughs) He says, oh, that sounds exciting. We, We haven't had a musical extravaganza for three or four days. So <laughs> I'm sure... This is going to be bigger. Bigger, bigger, bigger. I see. And, and when are you planning it for? Tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight. <laughs> no, no, no. That seems ridiculous. Exactly. And that is why I need a man of extraordinary intellect, extraordinary get up and go that would allow it to happen within that time. You, sir... Look like the man. Your aura is one of someone who takes no shit from anyone. He can make things happen. He can make things happen because he knows it's good for the city. He knows that this is a way forward to a dry mouth population who just need to salivate at the songs of Tristan T. Wilde. Every time she says no, she points to my nose. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And you, you think we, this is possible today? I know this is possible today. With your help. Stop it! <laughs> give me a... <laughs> give me a charisma roll. This is parlay. Come on, Nick. So... That's not dreadful. I'm going to stand there heroically. Boom! That's clinched it. I think we can take that as you helping, but it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> because you're already on the right level so on a seven to nine you've got to have leverage leverage being something they need or want he wants pride and entertainment in their lives to be part of the greatest what what you had that he wanted is a distraction for a dry-mouthed population yes (laughs) he says so how will this help distract our population from our 
from their dry mouths. There'll be free beer. They will be singing They'll as be their hearts sing and quench oh, them. No. Every single one of them will forget that they need water in order to survive. <laughs> he says, free beer sounds very good. That That's exactly the kind of thing the populace likes. Who will be supplying it? Let me just level with you. That's kind of in the working at the moment. So don't super bank on that happening. We're looking into sponsorship. Yeah. Very good. You you can have the sponsorship when you come back with the free beer. Right. We need to get a beer company to sponsor us. Yeah. Hold on. Listen to all this crazy shit she just told you about how cool this is going to be. And if music be the food of love, blah, 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 no one's going to want to drink. He says, no, people still want to drink. If we're learning anything from this dry spell, it's that people want to drink. Maybe what we can do is raise money for the people to buy more water. Yes. It's all right. It's a charity gig. It's a charity gig. And I'll just nick all the money off people. If you wanted to make some money, I'm sure there will be money in it if you just got the water flowing. Mm. That doesn't sound as much fun. No, that doesn't really mean... That means that we're going on Percy's side quest rather than putting on a massive plot derailing (laughs) gig. I'm not super keen to do that. He says, of course, prove to me that you have the free beer and I will grant your licence. Okay, here's another twist in the tale. We will... How about we will get you... Twisting the ale. We will get you your water. Next, if you next, give us a please. Se- searching scroll. Go, go. Next, please. Oh. I'd like to complain about well, the okay. lack of water at the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going st- to be like, guys, this man's got no water. I'll leave <laughs> if you give us this gig. I can't believe I'm so thirsty here. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> Get him, boy! <laughs> Give us the contract and all these people go away. This is the fault of the city. <laughs> yeah, do they not care about our well-being? Who are these? I, I reckon he, they're hoarding water in the palace. Okay. He he gives a nod to the couple Uh-oh. of guards Run at the door. <laughs> We're out of here. We're gone. <laughs> Knocking over the nearest water bottle on the way. No. <laughs> there isn't a water barrel. That's a lot of their problem. Yeah, it's true. a sand barrel. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to drag a barrel of water in and then kick it over. <laughs> I'm going to use our remaining schmeckles and gold to drag the water barrel in and just knock it over. <laughs> Money well spent. Now we're even less close. Is it, How important is this reaching scroll? Because <laughs> we've kind of got obsessed by it. <laughs> we've probably got the money if we all just... I have some. Out our pockets, but no. Has anyone brought a sofa? I've got twenty-five gold. We're I've like, got fifty. We're quarter of the way there. Oh, we, we just need twenty-five gold. But now we've got a new quest. The hawks. When the hawks set their mind to something, you're so bad at everything. I, I reckon, like two de- de- dejected so children, bad. we walk back to Percy with a heavy heart. <laughs> But then we give him the good news that we're playing a gig tonight or we bring the water back. Or beer. Or the free beer. Or beer, free beer. <laughs> Meanwhile, Percy and Banbury. Well, well, notable successes are not happening. <laughs> this is team even with big beer. charisma rolls. That did not go well I was thinking it would. <laughs> we will finish off having our pictures sketched um, and then I'll say... Come on, Ben, we come have a look at this mechanism a little more closely. Um, and the, the little fence around it, then we will step over uh, and walk up to the mechanism. Are we allowed to do this? It's important. So, yes, we are. All right. So, so Ben, we, I, I, I try to do what is good in my life, and I, I try to do what is just and, and what is right. And I try very hard, but I, I don't always succeed, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit that I, I told you a story once I don't know if if you remember it I mean you've told me quite a lot of stories over the time uh, so I mean yeah so I, I told you a lot of stories I told you a story once of uh, a man that was was fighting in a battle uh, and a church knight that was assisting him and I tried very hard I tried very hard to do the right thing and to do good in that instance and to save that man and I failed. And I paid a very, very dear price for that. But events conspired, and and I was 
returned. And so I'm a man of faith and, and I didn't give up that faith. And I, I returned here to where it all began. And I continued my research. This mechanism, I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at it. I, I'm not entirely clear what it does, but I'm pretty sure it's not a tourist attraction. It's got something to do with, with time. Perhaps you can make more head more tail of it. There's a, there's a few significant things that I've noted on it, however. Um, and for your purposes, then this mark here, which is something that I made some 16, 15 years ago, is probably one of them. I know that it's counting down in time. And when this event was noted, then it, it coincided with a, a red moon. And I marked that. I've spent some time in the libraries looking at lineage, and this coincides with events that were transpiring in the forest. I think it's got something to do with you, Banbury. Okay. You're more gifted than I am. I mean, perhaps if you spent some time in the libraries, then... I can have a look. Like, the moon is... I don't know how much you know about the moon from witch's perspective, but it's where we get our power from. Assume I know nothing about a witch's perspective. Okay, right. Well, the the moons are inherently... It's very much linked with our power, which is Hmm. why witches traditionally come out at night time. I don't know if they just feel kind of more strongly like they're empowered then, or... I mean, I I don't really notice it, to be honest. But yeah, okay, if there's a red moon and there's a library you want me to check out, I can check out this. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't remember the story you were tell- talking about, but I'm I'm sure I'll pick it up through, you know... Yeah, no, I just don't remember. But it's fine, you can tell me another That's time. Fine. We we can go yeah, to this library. And, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'll put down a bit of paper over the mark that uh, Percy's done, and I'll scribble over it so that I've got, like, a rubbing of it, and I'll yep. do some sketches of anything that I think look important, and just generally take some notes. Okay, if uh, point comes when you spout Laurel research on this later, we'll take one forward from that. Okay, cool. All right, so the afternoon's drawing on. What are Team Free as in beer doing? And uh, do you have do you have a plan to meet up somewhere, or uh, do you think you're going to run into each other, or are Team Free as in beer still trying to prepare? We've probably secured the beer by now. I think we've probably been making our way back to the ship. But yeah, we've we've secured the beer. Oh. We've been to a number of venues. So, how have you secured enough free beer to entertain a whole audience? Now, technically, he just said they were getting free beer. Now, we say how much? Tristan and Enigma could have a pint and just be like, "Here's the free beer." Yeah. Well, we've we've spoken to a few of my contacts who I'm still in good standing with and who know better than to suspect that I would burn down my one residence that has taken years of building and planning and money going into just to get the millions of gold insurance scheme. <laughs> um, part of me is quite pleased I'm going to get so much money because I was thinking of a renovation anyway. Um, and I've, we're going to, we're basically on our way to speaking to, um, what's her chops? Oprah. Or Oprah. Okay. Oprah. I don't know how you, and she's got some good contacts and Enigma's tricked them. She's written out a few forged documents saying, money on it so they think they've been paid for the beer they've been paid in sponsorship actually enigma look it's just me and you here just tell them who you are promise that you'll take some money from the royal um vaults and we'll pay them later just uh, you don't need to say anything you i'll look away you get money from the royal bank and we're fine what good yeah, but what? Yeah, oh, what? me, I princess, get... who? Nothing. Besides, <laughs> well, you'd want me to pay for the beer that we used to run a festival that we'd use to buy to steal some money to be able to buy a scroll that we think we need. <laughs> that is that currently the plan, guys, that we only need 25 gold <laughs> for. <laughs> Which would cost less. Like, the beer is clearly going to cost more than the scroll. We could just ask the other two. They've probably okay. got 25 gold between them. Yeah, right. Well, this is bigger than that now. We're putting on the Edge of the Rim tour uh, featuring Tristan and Enigma. Fine. Um, featuring the Hawks. Featuring the Hawks. Actually, we're just going to, we're going to drum up and we'll we'll talk about advertising to these people and the beer and just be like, look, it doesn't have to be a lot, but if we all contribute a little bit slash a lot, then we can have a good 
big festival. It's going to bring business into you guys and you'll have your name on a massive Edge of the Rim tour. One of the publicans you speak to says, well, everybody knows our bar already. We don't need to put our name on things. That No one cares. They know where to come if they want to, want to get beer from us. Yeah, some of them know where to come. Sir, you know who I am. I know you know who I am. Think of the business I can bring to your bar if your bar is affiliated with this face. Ignore the nose. The Ignore the nose. <laughs> it's, I, honestly, Mr. Wilde, firstly, the, the nose is very hard to ignore. It is. Secondly, think of the business that you bring to my bar by not distracting all our potential customers by singing out in the city. Okay. Think well, of the custom you bring to our bar by people coming to our bar. The custom you have already brought to our bar, thanks to your bar burning down. And now we get some customers, not as many as some of the others. We're not the music-themed places, but, you know. It's quite suspicious that you would benefit so much from my bar burning down. Interesting. But it's not a list of Igmo. If you offer, buy one, get one free. And then you have a special store at the Open Air Festival. You don't want to be the only bar that's not at the Open Air Festival tonight. He says, oh, it's everyone else there, are they? Everyone. It's the biggest festival this side of the mountains. Of course, everyone's there. He says, Rubes, there's going to be no water soon. They won't be able to brew any more. They'll be out of stock. They'll have given it away free. I'll make a fortune. Why do you think there'll be no water soon? You'll be known. There's still no water. There hasn't been water for days now. But this is part of the solution. So, yeah, and if you don't come, we're going to make sure everybody knows that. You'll be the people. Says, make sure, make sure, off you go, see if I care. You are not a fan of the players, sir, and I'm going to storm out. <laughs> 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 right. So, give me a charisma roll, Tristan. Oh, this is not fair, I rolled the 12. If that didn't help, let me keep that. No, let's have your roll, and let's see. With Enigma backing it up. You get... A few people who are willing to do, like, concessions on Nine. beer. They won't give it away, but a couple of inns are willing to do a kind of deal, maybe a buy one, get one free, or a something cheaper for ticket holders. Ooh, yes, that works. Oh, We haven't paid for tickets yet. And they're like, so, have you got your tickets made and ready to go? Yes. <laughs> and flyers flyers are known for being yeah. made really quickly and being really cheap no we're just we're using word on the street word of mouth okay and one of them says and a stamp on the back of the hand all right here's a deal i'll offer you i'll send the boy out to hear the word on the street if he hears about your great show then we'll definitely take part if he doesn't then it's clearly not going to be popular I mean, that sounds fair. If three of the biggest bards in Arushar performing an open-air festival hasn't gathered speed uh, by I'd now... I'd like to sneak then... forward in front of them and tell those people so that the, the message actually definitely gets to them. <laughs> because, you know... Says, have, have you confirmed all three? I have confirmed two. And a half. The third will be found at a later moment. There's only a couple of hours before things would have to start. I will have to get the... Stall out pretty quick. Look, book them and they will come. Have you booked them? Have you booked them? This is what I want to know. I will have to move. Yes, yes, it's fine. <laughs> it's booked, okay? God. Okay, so this is the proprietor... By a coney. ...of the Dragon's Rest. His name is Simeon, and he believes in you, Tristan. He believes you can do this. Yes, that gives me plus one. If you let him down, his business will fail. Oh, shit. Well, we're not going to let him down. Are we putting on the biggest <laughs> open air festival? Just, just, so, just so you know what the stakes are. Okay. I mean, I'm going to be dead in 12 months, so I'm not that worried about his business. You say 12 months. I would say 10 and a half. 10 and a half, shit. It, that <clears> clock <throat> is never stopping ticking. It is when we're offline. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, interesting thing, actually, Banbury. On the simplest calendrical ring... What's calendrical? ...of the Weltonstone, of the Antikythera device... There is some kind of mark that's probably about ten and a half months. What? Why? Okay. You know, you that that's one of the ones you can see. There, it looks like something's ticking around on that. It probably doesn't mean a thing. Um, almost certainly. It seems pretty. So I'm almost tempted to read Percy's future. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
You don't have the cards in your hand. I would if Percy asked me to read his future. If Percy asked you to read. Um, now, where are you guys headed now? Are you going to make for the Learning Tower? Or are you going to make for uh, back at the ship? Sorry, me and Babri all uh, I think we're interested. Yeah, yeah. Or Team Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> team Awesome. Um, learning Tower, I think. Okay. Um, so, I'll say, before we leave here, Bambi, have you got any questions that I might be able to fill you in on? Um, well, yeah, I think... Yeah. I appreciate I'm... I make certain assumptions um, in my own head. So, it, if you if basically you have questions everything you've said today since we got off the boat has been cryptic as fuck. So, I think okay. you know I've got a picture of this lovely thing to remember the day. Conveniently, it's got some of the uh, imagery actually on it. That's quite detailed. I've taken down some of myself. We'll go to this library. I can read some books. It's been a, a while since I've read a new book, so that's actually quite exciting for me. Uh, so, yeah. I apologise for being cryptic. Would you like straight answers to anything? Sorry? Okay, straight answers. Why are you dressed not as you? When I first came to this city, uh, I came with a friend. Uh, the, the friend was a member of a different order, although all part of the, the Seven. He was apprenticed to the Smith Enchanters of Merope's order initially. He'd stumbled across some research that he found interesting. Um, and just in in assisting with that research, I also developed an interest in it. It wasn't something that the church was particularly interested in at the time uh, whatsoever. And so when we first came here, we attended, but it was a low-key thing done in our own time. He went a little wayward after that. What, what were you investigating? We were particularly interested in lineage. Okay. As I say, he went a little wayward after that uh, and and lost his way. Is he alive? As far as I'm aware, he is alive. Okay. Yes. Although he is likely to find himself on the opposite side of what we now fight. Right. So you are here in disguise because you're investigating something or were investigating something the church weren't happy with. Your mate was also investigating the same thing. He's now on the side of the Ice Priests, you reckon. Why do you think he's on the side of the Ice Priests? I think he developed an interest in that kind of magic. What what type of magic? What, elementalism? I, I honestly don't know enough about this kind of magic. I'm trying to understand it from that Dead Seagull, but it's long, long melted now. Or are you talking about lineage, man? You're talking about blood stuff. No, the lin- lineage is, is something different. Um, so here's why I think he's on the other side. We did research, yes. Uh, we even came up with some names, and we pursued those names. And I found myself marching in support of forces that the, the church knights were had an interest in. I wouldn't say they were allied with them, but part of the, the great noble houses, uh, in an attempt to ensure the, the survival of... Um, of one of those, which, as I said before, I attempted to do to the best of my ability. And when everything went south, then I intervened and I I saved that man. His name was Otello Campus. I mean, that's uh, I mean that's a hilarious name. So that's easy <laughs> for me to remember at least. Campus. Good. Hmm. Um. Okay. I mean, I feel like uh, maybe I understand some of this. I. Still not fully getting, like, why Why are you interested in lineage? To answer your question, um, we hid out in the foothills whilst the army broke around us for some time, uh, and until we were basically compromised, um, I ensured that Campus was able to escape, um, though I, I paid for that. I paid a price. Um, and what? the manner in which I paid a price leaned very heavily towards the use of ice magic. Okay, did you... Are you saying you're part of the reason this is all kicked off? You say no I, no, I don't think so. I think it was always going to kick off. Okay. So when I asked stuff on the ship the other day, and I said, "Do we? does your goddess have any more information on this? She might not, but you might have more information than you've been forthcoming with. I don't know how it all fits together, necessarily. All right. And you reckon if I study up on this big thing 
that might help. I, I don't know how the Fae fits together with Sudek, fits together with everything else that's going on. It's relatively well known that the Diabolist, some 500 years ago, lay waste to most of the Western Kingdoms. And I believe that there may be some catastrophe in the future, although I'm not sure when. And I believe the lineage that we were looking into may have an effect on that. Say say I somehow skipped that lesson or wasn't listening in my boring, boring classes at elf school. Hmm. What was the Diabolist and what happened? Well, you see, Ben, we little's known of the Diabolist life story before the sudden appearance at the head of an army of fiery demons. Well, most agree that he was a wizard whose interest in communion with outside forces pushed him to a kind of madness. Those who encountered him in person described him as wild-eyed, driven and desperate, pushed by inexplicable desire. He drove his forces across the kingdom, first burning the town of Isham to the ground and continuing in an almost perfectly straight line to burn the old forest of Thornscar, leaving chaos and destruction in their wake. Whether they would have continued straight further through other towns and into the sea is impossible to tell, because shortly after the destruction of the forest, they were met by a consignment of church knights who fought and defeated the incursors. In the end, the Diabolist was burned up in the fires his own demons wrought. This attack, though locally devastating, might have been of little consequences had there not been a second part of the Diabolist's plan. Well, those of us that have researched it are unclear as to whether it was a deliberate act on the wizard's part, purely accidental, or last vengeful working of his demons, but a pestilence spread, unseen to the knights that confronted him. Slow to develop, but deadly in its effect, the affliction spread through the church and associated courts, wiping out thousands of the most powerful and influential people in the kingdom, even before it spread into the wider populace. Without adequate support structures, and with too few people able to help with the harvest, a secondary famine was a disastrous consequence, reducing the population of the kingdom significantly. Carisona collapsed in on itself, breaking into the smaller kingdoms that have endured ever since. Now, as, as you'll know, Banbury, that is what is commonly accepted of the Diabolist. And that happened in some dim and distant past. We all accept it, but obviously we weren't there. Who knows what the real details were? Uh, but... I happen to believe it. I would take it as read. And the research that I was shown by Hector, my friend, suggests that the Diabolist left a lineage, and that has power, and who knows what that may lead to. I don't know what the significance is, but I think it's important. So when when the, the mirror gave me the shitty answer, it did say ice is ice and fire is fire, so hmm. maybe it's saying that inherently is the power. There's something. There's the equivalent, basically, of uh, Briar, but a fire-based one. Maybe that's where this Diablerist was getting his power from. Maybe there's a massive fire elemental which we could use to counter. I mean, she is trapped by the Fey by fire. We have had something of cataclysmic proportions brought about by fire and wizards. You can't trust a wizard. And wizards, yes, naturally. Yeah. Uh, we are facing something that leans heavily towards ice. Now, I I don't know whether we're looking at something that is cyclical. I don't know whether we're looking at something that is out of balance, so something is pushing back the other way. All I know that is that everywhere that you look in the world at the moment, there seems to be some influence by Sudek associated with ice. This is what I'm saying. I don't get how if she was trapped and her power's been trapped for so long how she's now reaching out. Something's definitely happened. Something's empowered her. Like, why do all the Sudek people suddenly follow her if she's been trapped in a, in her own city for, for that long? Something's definitely... There's been some catalyst to this. I've been pursuing this particular line of research for some time. When I first encountered ice magic, as I say, it was some two decades ago. Perhaps it's not been sudden. Perhaps it's been building. It's just been building other than where we've been looking. Yeah. Well, there doesn't seem to be a massive amount of community. I, I don't know anything about Sudek. Do you know anything about Sudek? Um, not, not an awful lot. Okay, but this library no. will tell us some stuff about Sudek. I would, if any library will, it'll be this one. All right, cool. Let's go and have a look. Okay, so around the shell of Arashar, there are five great towers. And the Antikythera stands on a high platform between two of them. But over on the east side of the city, in the middle of Evenside 
is the Learning Tower, which grows out of a spacious park and the buildings that constitute the parts of the university campus that lie outside the tower. Palm trees edge shady walkways around the buildings and are placed around paved squares in the park, beneath which students lounge and small children run and play. The afternoon sun is angling down, so it's quite warm now, but it also shows the shade and the comfort of this park. It's a nice place to be. And you come to the tower and it has this great open doorway. And when you pass into it, it's a cool space. It's dark compared with outside, but it's it's not really dim. It's still light enough to see what's going on. There are a few guards, not overdressed. There are guards on the door, but they're not like the kind of guards you'd expect to be somewhere high security. They're more the kind of guards you put on somewhere where you think students might lark about and need to be evicted. So there's security rather than guards. And then it's this great marble floor that leads past a series of desks at the side. Beyond that, there are bookshelves and bookshelves and bookshelves. And then there are stairs leading up. And you can see galleries above you. And on each gallery, there are more bookshelves. Banbury, you've probably seen a few books in your time, but you have not seen anything close to this. This is more knowledge in one place than you have ever got close to. Hey, Percy, who owns all this? Well, the, the scholars of Arushar uh, are quite a, a unique set of individuals. Um, the institution has existed for well, as long as anyone can remember. and They invest principles almost in a democratic process it's passed down not from generation to generation but the the most gifted amongst them rise to the top as elected by their peers and we're allowed to just come in here and read these i've visited this place before i'm sure we can pull a few strings why the hell why, why did we bother going to speak to the elves should just come straight here it's much better <laughs> well these are written texts written by people that are long since past. The elves live an awful long time. You can actually question them. They've lived through most of this. Yeah, and it's bloody awful when you do. Let's just read a book. <laughs> right. Okay, let's find a librarian. Let's get you pulling for some strings. Let's get some books out. As you make your way across, you're actually approached by someone. You've seen some students around. The students tend to wear skull caps with a colourful tassel, and they have different tassels on them. And this person... They have a skull cap, but no tassel, and they have a big scholar's robe. And she has quite unruly hair, a furrowed brow, and a very round face. She's quite short, only a little bit taller than Banbury. And she comes over and says, You look as though you may be new to the library. Can I help you at all? Yes, we require access to your texts. Certainly. What are you, what are you looking for information about? Uh, Sudek, Ullenbriar... That's some kind of uh, demigod down south, we believe. Uh, the city of Malahim, which is long past. Uh, travel along the north side of the Great Cat. We, we've got a lot of stuff we want to look up. <laughs> <laughs> the Great Cat. She says, the technical term is magnophilis. <laughs> That's what scholars refer to the continent as. <laughs> well, that is quite a list, but I do believe that our catalogue covers certainly some of those... <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, now you're going to have to pay for their catalogue. <laughs> a catalogue certainly covers some of those topics. If you come with me, I will show you how to find the information, how to seek it. And she starts taking you through into the library. As she does, she says, so this is your first visit here? This is bloody exciting. <laughs> she says, ah, oh, a lover of books. How tremendous. I think I'll let a little bit of we out. <laughs> but it's possible to love books slightly too much, young sir. What's your name, by the way? Ah, oh, my white robe. Ah, oh, <laughs> bloody piss down in front of it now. Ah. Oh. When did he get a white robe? Ah, oh, I was going to be Banbury the White. Now I'm Banbury the Piss Stain. What the fuck? <laughs> That's a very complicated name. Look, can I borrow one of... Have you got a spare robe here? Apparently, you're not very good at keeping hold of robes, so... Perhaps you should stay with that one till you've learned to keep everything inside wait, wait, it that wait, wait, should wait, be wait, inside wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. I'm very excited by the books. I'm very happy to be here. I've been on my best behaviour because I was meeting some people that were important, but I'm 
I just let out a little bit of wee. I was very excited, and you're telling me I now have to walk around in my own wee. All the cat stuff made it incontinent. <laughs> Is that you? You want me to be in your library? You want me to be in this library, touching stuff with my body, covered in wee? Is that what you're telling me? I see your problem. Normally. We do wait until people can wear their big boy pants before we let them into our library. Well, I'm afraid this is too exciting for me, you know. But I could perhaps find you and... You might need You might need to wash, but then we might be able to find you a student robe of some kind. Obviously, you don't belong to a department, but... Nah, nah, you... It's, it's all right, I'll just wait. <laughs> she says, fine, so that wasn't... What was your name, sir? Uh, it's, uh, wait, just one second, I have to check if we're incognito. Percy, are we being incognito? Mm. <laughs> um, no, don't, don't worry about it. Okay, my name is Banbury Loot, the White. Banbury the White. Hello, Banbury, and this is Percy, you indicate? Yes, this is Percy the Cleft. That's right. Says, um, Hello, sir, she inclines her head. Uh, shakes your hand and uh, I didn't shake my hand for some reason she says I'm Saffron I've been uh, researching here for a long time wait 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 okay we've waited thank you Saffron wait does Saffron look at all like anyone we know yeah actually it's funny like she looks like a kind of scruffier rounder faced maybe but a bit like Enigma what Wait, 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 wait. Hey, Percy, can I just yes. talk to you? I'm going to pick up a book and hold it really, like, really subtly in front of my face. I think the other princess was called Saffron. What, really? The one that's abroad. Abroad? This, is, this isn't abroad. This is just north. All right. It's probably not her then. I'll put the book back. I can't hear you. Wait, what? No, I put a book up in no, front no, of No, you can't. We've we got a book in front of, yeah. in front of our faces. Wait. Come on. I'm not lip reading. No, yes, I, I think I get what you're saying. I am Saffron Gorge, a born a princess of Caris, but I think of myself much more as a librarian these days. I've been doing more research. Right, well, I when I was dead rescuing someone that definitely wasn't a princess, I was warned by the people in the dead to be nervous around royalty. Now, I took that to mean enigma, as in, oh, I, can't, I legitimately cannot remember her name. What's your, have you got a ginger sister? What's your, what's your sister's name? What, Jasmine? Nah, nah, yeah, that's not yeah, it. Nah, nah. <laughs> she nah. says, well, I've only got two sisters, Jasmine and Wintergreen. Nah, this one's a different name. Nah, you're right. We're, we've obviously <laughs> made a mistake. All right, take us to the books. And, and so she leads you through to a uh, card catalogue. Oh, I'm so sure uh, about that. She did, <laughs> although she did say that her name was Saffron Lagorge and that she's royalty. So maybe... <laughs> <laughs> maybe... Yeah, yeah. But, uh, next... Let's just double check that, and then next time we're around Enigma, if if you just shout Jasmine, catch you <laughs> off guard, and see if she turns around, then I feel also Percy. I'm going to pick up another book and put it in my front of my face. Should we mention that her dad's dead? Should we break that to her? Is that something well, we should was, break to this girl? I was that her thinking dad's that. Died in front of us, and she. I don't know how much information. I don't know how much information they get when they're in the library. Mm. I mean, she'd have probably read it well, by now, right? We look. That's not not something I want to talk about. We do have reaching scrolls. We get news here. Uh-huh. I'm going to put um, this... I feel like this book isn't even doing anything. I'm going to put the book back. No, put, put, put it back up a second. I, I want to... Uh, All right, I'll put the book back up. <laughs> okay. I'm going to open it so it covers both our mouths. Do you think that we should ask her about... Um... No, no, I can't remember what I was going to say. Never mind. <laughs> should we just ask her for a reaching scroll? Not that I don't trust the other two to do it. We could say it's like a gift for her sister. Yes. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a very good idea. Okay, I'm going to shut the book. Um, Saffron. Yes. Uh, would you mind if, like, we're we're doing stuff for the good of the world? We'll explain it to you because you're royalty and it's your land and all that. Uh, but yeah, have you got a spare reaching scroll we could have? Because it's quite important. I think I have one in my office that I made up earlier. Wait, wait, wait! Oh, did you, you can make them? Yes, of course. I'm I'm a scholar. Okay, can you show me how to make them? I'm magically adept. Oh, you are. He is magically adept. Hmm. Well, well, in that case, I would imagine it would be fairly easy for you. Do you have any aptitude for potions? Uh, yep, I can make some pretty good herbal brews, if you know what I mean, if you want a student living. 
Is that where we're going with this? <laughs> you show me this, I make you some brews? No, I have no plans to dabble in the black mushroom. What I'm interested in is more that one who has a mastery of potions and the imbuing of those will probably be well equipped to build a reaching scroll. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Well, turns out those guys, I'm sure they've had a pretty easy day. But I'm sure it won't be time wasted. I would imagine so. <laughs> I think it's wise to get the get this done. I mean, they've probably just put their feet up. <laughs> Sun themselves on the beach. I think you underestimate them. I reckon when we see them next, they're going to have about 12 reaching scrolls. <laughs> and we'll be like, eh, all right, well played. Tristan and Enigma. Hi. So young Simeon has given you a deal on beer. And one of the other bars in town has also given you a deal on beer. We got it in writing, yeah? Yes. Let's get back to that guy. Well, can I just confirm? I'll admit when I originally planned this, it was going to be a small gig. Then I thought a bigger gig and now it's got a little out of hand. So we've got a deal on beer. We need to speak. How is this lady pronounced? Is it Oprah? Because it's spelled Oprah. Ofra. Okay. It is a PH. So we've got. The papers. Yep. We've got the bar on staff. Uh, we've got the people to agree shutting down the market. We need to speak to Ofra. Um, and then we need to try and find this guy that's not been singing for a while, I think, if I read it. Yeah. Okay. Atello. Atello de Lutez. Yeah. And we basically, rather than flyers, we've done word of mouth because I'm pretty famous. So me running around saying big gig tonight and Enigma's pretty savvy. She's going to speak to the street urchins. We've got a good buzz okay. for this gig tonight. So what do you reckon would count as, in a different game, there'd be a circles roll, which would be what you'd roll for this. Enigma, give me a charisma roll. See how your conversations with the urchins have gone. Hey, urchins. Yes. <laughs> I'm cool and down with the kids. What hey, what's up? You want to yeah. see some banging beats going on at the rim? <laughs> they love me. I'm wearing my hat backwards and everything. <laughs> Wicked. Oh, they are taken in with that. I'll be surprised if they didn't start wearing their hats backwards when we go to the gig. <laughs> they're going to yeah, they're going to wear their tricorns backwards. So there's like two points on the front. They call it two pointing. Yeah. You're not two pointing. Ugh, get with the times. Okay, so Ofra is in town and you visit her townhouse and she does agree to join your performance. That was quick. Excellent. Um, Just to get rid of you. Well, I figure she's an old friend and your time is short. So you're probably like, uh, look, I really need you to sing. It's a big favour. I really appreciate it. Can you do it? And she's like, uh, when? You're like, tonight. She's like, uh, okay. Surely when she's like, where? On top of the rim. She's like, uh, what now? I'm like, don't worry, we've got it sorted. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you want to try and get Atello de Lutez? Yeah. He's the proprietor of the Minstrel's Haven now, which is like okay. a sing-along themed bar. Okay. That's all right, though, because he's, you know, he's earned that. He's earned that right. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's like the old, the last generation of minstrels and singers, and he was the big name. You yeah, think I mean, of him as the Tristan Wilde of his time. Oh, yeah. He's the Tristan that I'll, I could, uh, he's the Tristan I aspire to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Other people might think of him as the dandy of his time. It's all about how you look at yeah, it. Yeah, they, they don't. No one thinks that. He was very successful. And so... You get to the Minstrel's Haven. How do you make your entrance? Uh, with a respectful knock on the door. Okay. And it's a tavern, so you can kind of go in, but you don't see him in there. The barman says, he's in his office. And so you kind of knock on the door and you hear a voice say, come in. We shall enter. How how well do I know him as well? This is I can't remember. You watched him. He was like a hero of yours, but you didn't meet him that much he kind of stepped no. back from singing he made his fortune and kind of retired for a while but recently he's obviously decided that this was a good venture so he'd been off the circuit but you certainly saw him live in the past i don't yeah. know if did you ever meet no yeah I, I think that's probably right but when you saw him and he was like that guy on the stage and now you see him he's shorter than you remember and kind of a little more overweight 
That's okay. He's earned that right. And he's he's balding a bit. He's got widow's peak, longish hair, kind of flowing black locks. And he's very, very well dressed, like very expensively dressed. But he doesn't look good in it. He looks a bit greasy. Mm, okay. I guess if you're paying attention, you might notice that around his neck, out incongruously, everything is very smart. Around his neck, he has a very battered lantern symbol. On a string. That's the symbol of a coney, I remember rightly. Oh, I did yes. think I knew that, didn't I? Because she always what rocks up carrying a lantern. Yeah. And I have met her. That's going to go down well. And he's like, how can I help you? Um, Otello. Uh, I'm going to be quite humble because I'm a little bit star, star studded, star shocked. What's the word? Yeah, yeah. A bit starstruck. <clears throat> a bit starstruck. That's the one. I'm like, uh, I hope you may have heard of me. Uh, many Just have. Master Wild, of course. Ooh, I get a little flutter. <laughs> a little bow. I'm like, I am truly honoured that you know my name and I, I hope to God you like my material. Yes, yes, it's fine. That's high praise indeed. <laughs> you were the man who inspired me. No doubt by now you've heard the buzz on the street. There is a very big gig this evening and I would be absolutely honoured if you would Share, well, if I could share the stage with you, in fact. He's kind of checking out Enigma a lot of this time. <sighs> you sexist pig. I'm going to be like, uh, <laughs> our eyes are up here. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. He runs a finger through his slightly greasy hair and he looks at you again and he says, so what? what's the show pay? Here's the thing. We are doing this show to raise funds to s- supply water back. This is... This is a big gig. This is the end of the rim tour. And <laughs> he says, oh, you're, you're singing up on the rim. This is, you'll, I know you've played some big gigs, but this will be the biggest I think you've ever played. We are singing up on the rim. Ophir is included. Ah, good choice. Good choice. Uh, Lin's thankfully is not. He's a terrible, terrible bar. I believe he's out of town. He's out of town. God damn it. Yes, yes. Wasn't most of this to distract him <laughs> so we can mix up from his house. Yeah, but now you don't need to distract him, he's gone. Fine, then we don't need the cop. I mean, the gig's very important. <laughs> yeah, let's just call the whole thing quits. We're sorry to have wasted your time. Just rob some dutes. <laughs> it would be a great honour if you would share the stage with me and Ofra, uh, Enigma here and the Hawks and Enigma here. I'm going on stage. Yeah, sh- he likes you. Well, well, Master Wild, I don't work for free. Don't ever think that I will work for free. And I know people who know people. I know people who know... Look, what I'm saying is, if anybody ever hears that I worked for free, there will be consequences. I do not work for free, and I never have. But I feel just this once, as though maybe, maybe this is my moment. I feel like as someone carrying on the next generation, I almost owe it to you that I should take this, let this tradition pass on. This could be a grand thing for this city. And this city needs something good. With the water troubles and, oh, it's been a bad few days, you know. I'm going to give him an extreme, my deepest bow. Oh, I thought it was extreme, slow nod. Yeah, (laughs) Enigma, you can give him the the slowest nod you can. I give him the deepest bow. Imperceptibly slow. It literally takes an hour. (laughs) Yeah, and he's just standing there and I'm like, this will be worth it, just wait. And as she gets to the final lowering of her head, he's like, (gasps) oh! It was a nod all along. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Atello de Lutez is on board. And we'll say we paid him hundreds. Oh, of course. So as evening comes on, do you meet up? Or are you too busy preparing? I think we need to meet Percy and Banbury for now, yeah. We've been separated for like three hours. Yeah, you've been apart for a while. Your hearts are starting to ache a little Uh, bit. I I think we would head back just... Yeah. You know, Percy would be thinking, well, we sort them out accommodation, so we probably need to tell them about that. Yeah, what's what's yeah, checking yeah, time? Yeah, good plan. Percy's probably thinking, they had to buy a scroll. <laughs> We've been six hours. They're probably waiting for us. <laughs> well, he did see you running past, oh, shouting, yeah. gig, gig, gig. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So you're meeting up back on the wharf or by the ship? Yeah, by the ship. By the ship. Find the tavern. By a nice restaurant, in fact. By the ship. We have a tavern. Okay, tea. good. We'll you we'll use our last seventy five gold. <laughs> <to smash laughs> <out the laughs> All 
unbelievably good meal. Okay, so you get back together. I guess probably you kind of meet up. What happens as you rejoin each other? I'm going to embrace them in a big hug because it's been so long. Just hug, hug them <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, uh, we're just so happy to it, meet each other. It, it's it's good to see you too. So you, you've you got some sort of gig going on? Did I catch that when you ran through the street? Yeah, you could say. Yeah, so we can raise money to buy the scroll that you need. <laughs> oh, we've got yeah. all the scrolls. Yeah, no, we've got like four here. You've yeah. got reaching scrolls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yes. Funny out, story. I can make them. Funny story. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> I've been away long enough that this is genuinely brand new we information know. to me. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. Well, in a way, that just means that all the money we make is just going in our pockets. That's great. We could actually use it to make a charity or... Do tell us about your gig, though. Um, well, I don't want to blow our trumpet, but we got Ofra and Otello on the bill. Otello? Otello who? Uh, Otello de Lutz. Oh, okay. Only the most inspirational bard this side of me. So Otello de Lutz. <laughs> de Lutez yes. is the way it would traditionally Lutez. be pronounced. Yeah, but I was uh, trying to get Bambri excited, getting him on this combo. <laughs> nah, you didn't say the dandy. Um, like, none of these sound... This sounds like old people music. You're basically playing old people music gig. Yeah. Also, can I just can I just can I just say, me and Percy, completely different outfits, and you just don't care. Still smells a wee. Actually, yeah. Wow. You've. Why is yours white and yellow? That's a weird. That's how. That's how it. That's how they shut up. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It looks cool. What yeah, is thanks. Percy wearing then? We I haven't heard or met him since he's apparently gone incognito. Percy has sort of commoners robes on. Not oh, curtains. you found some more curtains. <laughs> <laughs> um, Otello de Lutez, I'd, I'd be interested in meeting Otello de Lutez. Is he a personal friend of yours? I'd love to say he was, but in all honesty, I think we're only about to form the friendship. But after this gig, it might be a big friendship. <laughs> I mean, you've met someone important and famous. We've met someone. We've met one of the princesses of this land. No way. That's true. Not this land, technically. So there's Caris Alvarado Maresca, and Arushar is in Maresca. So you're way north of, but of your homeland, certainly. So are, we are actually abroad. So Yeah, you are abroad. Mm. Hold on. You met a different princess, to, and I'm going to be like, not... Mm. Now it turns out Enigma is legitimately not I one of the princesses. I never said it was because what? we found out the names. Yeah, the names were Jasmine, Wintergreen, and Saffron. I think so. Mm, that's true. Yeah, so we've been taking the piss out of Enigma for the last couple of months, and it, it wasn't I even a dad. I told you so. so. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. I'm really going to enjoy yeah. listening back to this because <laughs> I don't even know what's true and what's not. I'm just going to assume she's a princess. <laughs> no, no, B- Bambri's right. So apparently she's just a genuine psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> so who did you guys meet? Also, Enigma, why didn't you tell I us did. you were a princess? Why have you been acting like That's a princess all this time? I am a princess with a small P. As in, I'm very important oh. and I should be worshipped. Like as in, it's but, under all the mattresses yeah, we can't I, sleep. The peas are ridiculous. going to look down and wish he was a princess with a small <laughs> pea. <laughs> you kind of are, Bambri. I'm going to rub his dirty hair and then clean my hands. because I've got a big gig tonight. Yeah, it's, it's very greasy. Yeah. Um. What? You met a princess. How? We right. just kind of bumped into her, really. Yeah, that's how shit goes down when you're in the... Uh, Pure coincidence. Percy Bambri and, bandwagon. And you're Sorry. sure it... I'm, I mean, I'm still dubious because I'm pretty sure Enigma's a princess. Well, we were know. dubious, but then she said, I'm a princess. <laughs> what did she <laughs> say her name was? Saffron Saf- Gorge. Yeah. And what, how did you then establish that Enigma wasn't a... Sorry, Enigma, I appreciate we're talking it's about fine. you. Fine, you always do. This is pretty big information. You've been playing us like a fiddle for the last few episodes. <laughs> it's all the violence. When, when the king died, I genuinely felt sorry for you, Enigma, because I thought, oh, she's the I princess. I wonder why you're acting weird. But, you know, we've we've had misspent sympathy on you. I feel like you do owe us an apology. Never said I was a princess. Hold on. <laughs> Let me just... Right. So you met this girl, this woman, sorry, this princess woman, and she said she's a princess... And you said, we know your sister? Look, there's a fairly simple way to clear all this up. What we'll do is we'll just take Enigma along to Saffron tomorrow, and they can meet up. And obviously, if they're both sisters, they'll recognise each other immediately, but they won't because they're not sisters. And then the whole thing we can draw a line under. Anyway, let's get to the gig. So we've got a pretty big gig tonight. So I reckon we have this hearty meal. We've got four reaching scrolls. We're going to make a lot of money. And... 
that's it. Oh, I've also arranged accommodation. Oh, that's nice. Also, I've got a library card. Boom! Biggest news ever! <laughs> Whoa, that's the end. Cue, cue music. Can I just check, Ben, that my entire property was gutted rather than the up, upstairs was left intact? Or Yeah, the whole place was basically... What a freaking surprise. Brilliant. <laughs> just wait for the insurance. Yeah, I'm going to have to. The night has come in, and as the sun goes down, its glow is held by the inside of the walls, so this ambient light glows down across the city. And there are lanterns on chains along the streets that just hang over the street. And so from the top of the wall, you can see the city panned out in lights. And up on the wall where you stand, you can see there is a fair size of crowd. As the three great singers step to the edge of the wall and they start to sing, you also see that there is light coming from Asterope's temple and like mapping the pattern of stars around the inside of the wall and those stars play across them and the lights play across them and their voices reach out across the city it is a moment of magic and it's a moment of music and it's a moment of power Percy, you recognise Otello de Lutez Uh, you would know this, Banbury, I think. So I thought it might be a good point for the uh, for the listeners to then find out. Yes, I. Yes, yeah. little is known. <laughs> <laughs> word for word, the brief. Little is known. Do you uh, edit this bit? I, I can literally just read that bit for the benefit of everyone, if you want. Yeah, why not? They're gonna have about twelve reaching goals, <laughs> and we'll be like. Meh. Oh, this, this is the great thing is really special. Stu's gone out of the room. He has no idea. Stu, yeah, Stu, Stu is also the person who would try and metagame it. So. Oh, hey, Stuart. And scene. You didn't miss anything. What are they going to look like with a chimney on them? I still have a lot of questions, but it's 20 to 12 and... We probably, this is just covering ground that the listeners have just heard, <laughs> so I, I'll probably let it drop here, but I'll, I'll question you guys on WhatsApp. 